The Lord be with you. A reading according to the Gospel of Luke. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the laws of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This was a righteous and devout awaiting the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came into the Spirit, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus, Perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed the child. Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise 
The anticipation of seeing someone we love is a beautiful thing. Although we may become somewhat anxious if the arrival is delayed. Simeon understood that. He was told that he would not see death until he had seen the Christ of the Lord, the Anointed One. Imagine how he must have waited for that moment. How he must have anxiously looked at each couple that came in with the child. And now that child has come. Once again, the Lamb of God has come. And Simeon now goes over, takes the child in his arms, imagine, takes the child in his arms, and then gives us the third of the great gospel canticles, the Nunc Dimittis. Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. He's ready to die now. He's seen the very thing he was waiting for. How beautiful that is. You know, this is the canticle that's said at Compline, night prayer every day by those who pray the office. It's a very beautiful way to end the day, by the way, don't you think? Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word, to prepare for the coming of the Lord. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in sight of all the peoples. In the morning, we say the Benedictus, the canticle of Zachary. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. In the evening, we say the Magnificat of Mary. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And at night, the Nunc Dimittis. He is now prepared to die. And the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph are amazed at what this man is saying about their child. But then he turns to the Blessed Mother, not to St. Joseph. That's important. He addresses the Blessed Mother, which he would not ordinarily have done. And he begins to proclaim the future of this child. Maybe he's a prophet as well. Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be contradicted. Our Lord is a sign of contradiction to his world. He always will be until the end of time. Because... Everybody in the end has to look upon him, neither accept him or reject him. He's a sign of contradiction to the leaders of the people, the scribes, the Pharisees. In fact, in the end, he will be the sign of contradiction, where the horizontal bar of life is contradicted by the vertical bar of death. The cross is the ultimate sign of contradiction, and he will be that sign. And then he speaks to the Blessed Mother about her own experience. And you yourself, a sword will pierce. How she must have waited for that moment to come. When would it come? Uh, Throughout his life, she was always observant. Contemplating, as we were told, pondering these things in her heart. But that prophecy would be fulfilled by a Roman centurion. It would be fulfilled when he plunged his lance into the side of our Lord. Then and only then would it be completed. So what about us then? Well, we are signs of contradiction too, or we're supposed to be, to our world. We, are, we contradict the culture, the morals, the attitudes. We are different people. Our lives are supposed to be signs of contradiction. But more than that, like Simeon, 
we too have seen the Lord, haven't we? Not just in, the, in, the, in our hearts, but we actually have seen him. We can look upon the Eucharist and say, Lord, now you may let your servant go in peace. Uh, for my eyes have seen your salvation. We look upon salvation, you and I, whenever we come here. We then see this light of revelation for the Gentiles, for all humanity, and the glory of your people, Israel. It's this, then, that we have to take out. It's this, then, that we bring into our world. We, then, are those visible signs, the visible sign of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Every time we light a candle, we should think of that. The light of the world has come. The Lamb of God has come. And we now have seen him. Let us pray. Almighty Father, We come before you rejoicing in your Son, the light of the world, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always truly be a light of revelation to all people, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they will accept the light as it comes to them, Jesus Christ and his Church, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they too may be a light to all peoples. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the light, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will then become light themselves, For a greater reverence for the light in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the light, the Word made flesh, the Eucharist, they may then in particular be that light to all peoples, especially in difficult times, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, having received the light, we may then proclaim the light. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Light as we sing. Mm 